morning, everyone. It's just really nice to see so many people here. Thanks for coming. Let's pray before I begin. Lord God, as we gather today in remembrance, we remember that you are with us and pray that we will hear your words to us. Amen. Remembrance Sundays in themselves aren't often days that we especially remember, but for me, Sunday the 11th of November 2012 was an exceptional day I'll always remember. I was due a visit to my Auntie Jem, who was 79, she's now 90, and she lives alone in an isolated cottage in Cornwall. She has mobility problems and a permanent tracheostomy tube um, after throat cancer. So she breathes through a, a hole in her neck. She can only whisper. She can't use the phone. Thank heavens for email. That Sunday in 2012 was forecast to be sunny in North Cornwall, and I made a slightly crazy last-minute decision to head off while it was still dark to visit Jem. But on the way to attend the remembrance service at the little church by Polzeth Beach. Four hours later, I arrived with about two minutes to spare at church, overwhelmed as ever by the stunning beauty of that corner of God's creation. After the main service, the minister led the congregation onto the beach to share communion by the water's edge. And each of us scattered a few red rose petals, watching them float out to sea as we remembered. Standing in silence for two minutes, I reflected on my mum's Uncle Jack, who died in the Somme, and then on my parents, Joy and Peter, who were teenagers during the Second World War, and had often spent time right there while I was standing on that very beach. I thought how proud they would have been of my children and maybe of me too, and how I wished mum had been around for more than six months of my daughter's life. My grandparents, too, often enjoyed time at Polzeth, and from several decades ago, I found a photo of us all at Pentire Point. My granddad is the one on the left um, in the orange top. My dad's standing there itching to get on with the walk. <laughs> I'm so like him. <laughs> Grandad was a staunch Methodist, but he was also a lot of fun. He was extremely proper about certain things, and of the generation who knew this day as Armistice Day, and he took it most seriously. After church on the beach, I headed off on my favourite walk and place to meet with God. Along the cliffs to Pentire Point, enjoying the sunshine enjoying the scenery and the presence of its creator. Just beyond the point is a granite slab marking the point where the fallen was written. And etched into the slab are these famous words, they shall grow not old as we that are left grow old. Age shall not weary them nor the years condemn. At the going down of the sun and in the morning, we will remember them. Could there be a better spot to sit and quietly remember? 
As I walked back to the beach, I thought about Grandad and Armistice Sunday, and I needed to look up what Armistice meant. Suspension of hostilities. November the 11th isn't just about remembering, but also about suspending hostilities. I've never experienced war, but I expect, like most of you, have experienced hostility in relationships, family, friends, work, and yes, possibly even church. The message I brought home from that Sunday in Cornwall was simple. Hostility needs to be suspended. Warmth and reconciliation may or may not happen, but hostility causes only damage, even if it's just to my own mind. Now to finish my story. Despite a text from my son that said, surely not at your age, mother, I went in the sea. Bodyboarding in November. It was a lot of fun. Then a happy visit to Auntie Jem and an overnight stay with my brother in Exeter to round off a Remembrance Sunday to remember. So how can armistice come about in our own lives? A suspension of hostilities. Today's reading has some practical things to help us. Three things to let go of because they build hostility and alongside things to put on because they build peace. Firstly, let go of our old selves and put on the new self. How do we do that? Verse 23 doesn't say, make myself new, but it says, to be made new in my attitudes. So, this is a work of the Holy Spirit, not of Francis trying harder. My new self is created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness, which sounds utterly unattainable. But it wasn't written to make me feel like a failure. It's an inspiration of how life can be through the Holy Spirit making me new. And the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Let's pray for those to grow in our lives. Each Wednesday morning, I'm responsible for organizing the session at our rowing club. Who rows with who? And more to the point, who to avoid putting in the same boat together? When I especially pray for patience and kindness to be the fruit of my life that morning, it goes a whole lot better than when I don't pray. Secondly, let go of unwholesome talk and falsehood and put on what is helpful for building others up. How do we do that? We speak truthfully. Be honest with ourselves and about ourselves. Don't exaggerate by embellishing the truth or make things worse with selective truth. An unhelpful comment can easily put someone down. Instead, speak something good and positive to build up, to encourage, 
and let this become our habit. And thirdly, let go of the bad stuff. Hardness of heart, bitterness, rage and anger. And put on kindness, compassion and forgiveness in verse 32. How do we do that? Hardness of heart in verse 18 darkens our understanding and separates us from the life of God. I do remember my heart being hardened, even for many years towards Auntie Jem. Now our relationship is kind and compassionate and forgiving, and I know which version we both prefer. What I don't remember is even why my heart was hardened in the first place. Bitterness, in verse 31, can get a real hold on us. I do remember writing down on a piece of paper my bitterness about something that had really upset me. I was back in Cornwall, and I walked out to Pentire Point, and as I stood on the headland, the wind was blowing really strongly, and I ripped that piece of paper into tiny scraps. And as I stood there, I put them on my hand, and I watched the wind blow the paper. <sighs> what I don't remember is what on earth it was I was bitter about. It was gone. Rage and anger come in different forms. Today, I'm talking about the anger I feel about someone wronging me. Whether I'm right or wrong about who's to blame is not as important as what I'm going to do about it. Anger can be me judging that someone needs to be punished. It doesn't work. It punishes me by consuming my thoughts and causing behavior that I'm not proud of. If I let go of my anger, I am freed from its ugly effects. Verse 26 puts it way better than I can. Don't let the sun go down on our anger or let it lead us into sin. Now, ideally, we wouldn't put on the bad stuff in the first place, would we? Try saying, it doesn't matter as a way to avoid that slippery slope. So much just really doesn't matter in the overall scheme of things. And I know my life is more joyful when I don't overreact quite so much. But if hardness of heart, bitterness, rage and anger do find their way in, we are to let go of them, instead choosing to forgive. Then, Put on kindness and compassion. Colossians 3 says to clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. I like that image of clothing ourselves. Just as we choose what physical clothes to put on in the morning, so too we can choose what spiritual clothes to put on for the day. I began with the question, how can armistice come about in our own lives? A suspension of hostilities. Verse 32 sums up the answer. 
Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. I thought of three contexts where this might apply. There are others. In our world today, the words fail us, don't they? As we see warfare destroying lives, homes and basic survival needs. But we can pray for armistice, a suspension of hostilities, for an end to this unabated rage and anger. And we can pray for kindness, compassion and forgiveness, which originate from God to prevail. Number two, in our personal relationships, and this is our challenge, to be kind and compassionate to one another and forgive each other. It may be really hard, but it is entirely possible by the power of the Holy Spirit to make us new and entirely possible because first, in Christ, God forgave us. And thirdly, in our relationship with God himself, I hope you are encountering the kindness and compassion of God and that you do know the forgiveness of God in Christ. But if you're not sure or feel you might be missing out, Catherine or I would love to talk with you or pray with you afterwards. That was going to be the end. Sorry, postscript. Letting go of the bad stuff and putting on the good stuff will help diminish or resolve hostility, even prevent it from starting. But what about people facing relentless hostility from their enemies? Visible attacks that we see on today's news but can hardly bear to watch. Invisible abuse that only the victim sees. Romans 12 says... If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. When it simply isn't possible, here are three rocks to stand on, even when rough seas swell around us. First, know that God is God. And ultimately, it's for him to end hostility. Psalm 46 says, He, God, makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He says, Be still and know that I am God. Secondly, believe that God is able to make a way through. Isaiah 43 says, The Lord made a way through the Red Sea, a path through the mighty waters, drew out the chariots and horses, the army and reinforcements, and they lay there, never to rise again, extinguished. And thirdly, be thankful for what is good, even in the face of hostility. From Psalm 23. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. 
my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen.